What's going on in the readings, particularly in the Galatians reading, is that the churches in Galatia are questioning Paul's credibility. They're questioning his authority. Um, If somebody questioned my credibility and authority, I might point to my credentials. I might say, well, here's my ordination certificate. Here's my seminary diploma. Here's what the discipline says uh, I went through and and the interviews and the the writing that I had to do to, to, to be credentialed as a pastor. I would fall back on those kind of things. Paul does not. Paul, Paul, you know, it doesn't matter where he went to seminary. It doesn't matter if he was credentialed by anything. All that matters to Paul is, is that Jesus spoke to him and Jesus told him to preach this gospel and to do these things. That's it. Now, my guess is if I appeared or somebody appeared here on a Sunday and said that, you would be somewhat skeptical. You know, give us, give us a little more evidence. Uh, but that's, all Paul, that's what Paul falls back on. Jesus told me, I listened, I'm doing it. Now, Acts, Acts is basically the same story, but we're more used to that story. It's, it's more dramatic, and it seems to make more sense because there are other people on the road, there are other witnesses. In Galatians, there are no wit- witnesses. What Paul is really describing here in Galatians is a come-to-Jesus moment. Paul had a come-to-Jesus moment, and we can understand the Acts reading that way also. It was actually a Jesus-come-to-Paul meeting. Um, Might be the original come-to-Jesus meeting. We know we've probably been either the giver or the receiver of a come-to-Jesus moment. You know, the teachers with students have a come-to-Jesus moment. Employers with employees have come-to-Jesus moments. Parents with children, um, children with parents, uh, with, our, with our partners, we have those. AA is, is full of come-to-Jesus stories. You know, um, doctors have them. When I, I never heard the phrase come-to-Jesus meeting moment until I became a district superintendent. And at meetings, we would, we would talk about, the, with the bishop, um, ministers that were doing well, ministers that uh, really weren't thriving, churches that were thriving, churches that weren't doing well. And there would reach a point with some of us where the bishop would say to us, you need to have a come-to-Jesus moment with that, with that minister to get him on the right track. Uh, to get them focused, and so on. A, a come-to-Jesus moment you know, is sometimes being called on the carpet. It is getting on the right track. Um, it's making things right. Uh, one person has described them as times of clarity and focus, frankly, uh, often very frank. Usually we enter them reluctantly, We realize that uh, we don't have many more chances, and it's an opportunity to change. Come-to-Jesus moments are urgent. Uh, Usually there's a power differential where uh, if you're on the receiving end, you do the listening. You don't don't do the talking. Uh, 
there, there are moments where there's still hope, there's still potential, there's still a future um, if we make the right choices. Come to Jesus moments um, are about choosing a new path. They aren't necessarily uh, between two people. Sometimes they are just internal. The come to Jesus moments in my life um, are pretty vivid. They're kind of burned into my mind. They're kind of burned into my heart. I can I remember where I was. I remember what I was wearing. I remember, you know, what kind of weather it was. They're 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 memorable. They're moments of self-awareness. There are times when we see the light. There are times when the heavens open. In religious life, you know, we hear about religious leaders having these come-to-Jesus moments. Paul has one. Paul is, is giving one to the Galatians. It's a come-to-Jesus moment for their church. Ananias has one when, when Jesus says, I want you to go to Paul. No, I'm not going. Yes, I want you to go to Paul. Uh, he has to make a choice, and it's an urgent choice. John Wesley's biography, as many religious leaders, it's full of these come-to-Jesus moments. I mean, you can basically tell his life story from those. When, when he was plucked from the, the fire at the parsonage at Epworth, you know, where he says, I was a brand pulled from the fire. When he had the failure of his ministry in Georgia, when he was on the ship back from Georgia and he had this moment of terror when he realized he wasn't at peace with God during the storm, um, when his heart was strangely warmed and he felt God's love, when he was called to go out into the fields and preach to the poor and the dispossessed, he, he talks in terms of becoming more vile. These are all come-to-Jesus moments where he makes choices and it makes all the difference. I've talked about, and you're probably thinking about, come to Jesus moments as negative. Um, you know, I think many of us, when we've had those moments, could experience them initially as negative, but as we look back, we say, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I got sober. I sought counseling. I quit being so angry. I changed careers. Come to Jesus moments can also be affirmative. And I would argue that Paul in his call, is being asked to give people come-to-Jesus moments that are positive and that are affirmative. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus and God are including outsiders. They're including the Gentiles. That's what Jesus says in Acts, that he will go to the Gentiles that they are taking God's love to outsiders, that he's offering new beginnings and inclusion, 
that he's offering forgiveness. You know, have you ever had that moment you dreaded with somebody and actually they want to do something nice for you? Oh my gosh, they wanted to thank you? In these come-to-Jesus moments, Paul is offering the support of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit, the Spirit that makes us joyful, that makes us new, that makes us thoughtful and self-controlled. For Paul, it's um, Paul's giving a gift to the person. He's giving them the gift of self-awareness and giving them the gift of the Spirit's support in beginning a new life. Now, usually when we think about come to Jesus moments, you know, it's Jesus talking to us, and we when has that ever happened to me? Yeah. I've never fallen off my horse. I've never had the heavens literally open up. I've never been, you know, blinded by the light. Come to Jesus moments can happen to us quietly. They can happen to us in conversations with other people. Several years ago, I was trying to get people, ministers, to vote for a, an inclusive slate um, where delegates to general conference would be supportive of... Um, getting those awful phrases out of the discipline and making it possible to, to do same-gender marriages and having gays ordained. So I would call middle-of-the-road people that I knew and say, you know, would you, would you vote for these ministers who are supportive of inclusion of gays? And every time, I, 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 every four years, I'd call this one minister, and he would say to me, I'm just waiting for direction from God. I just want God to tell me how to vote on this. And, and I would say, and God hasn't talked to you yet about this. And he would say, nope, God hasn't. And then I would say, has it ever occurred to you that I could be the voice of God? <laughs> that this is God telling you to include gaze in your ministry well I'll have to think about that okay the come to Jesus moment can be quiet undramatic and it can be something that we do at the pride parade um, we had a good turnout thank you for all who walked who made signs who helped organize it thank you especially to bill who drove the van and spectrum who made the signs um, as we were gathering uh, on on um, park street before the parade i took out the stack of signs that we that we made and handed them out to people and all the signs were taken and i realized that I didn't have a sign. I had done such a good job of distributing signs that I didn't have a sign. And I don't think I've ever walked in the Pride Parade without a sign. And I had to have a sign. 
And I went looking around. I thought, well, I can't take signs from people. And then I stumbled upon Gabby Compton Zorns. And she was in her wagon, as she always is, and she had two signs. She had two signs. And I thought, why does this kid need two signs? So when she wasn't looking, Yeah. I took one of her signs. Yeah, and... Wait, tell them how old she is. How, what is she now? She's 24? Four. She's four. Okay, so I, yeah, it wasn't candy from a baby. She's, you know... <laughs> so I, I took, I, you know, I, I took a sign from Gabby. And this is the sign I took. You know, and... Okay. And so... This is a sign I took. And I looked at it and I thought, well, that's not really for me. I, the sign maker that made it certainly didn't have straights in mind. Um, and I thought that through and I thought, why wouldn't they have had straights in mind? Um, I've often felt like a mistake. Um, probably, you know, everybody here at some point has felt like a mistake. And um, I thought this is a good message for me because um, I need to hear that I'm not a mistake. Not only gays, but straights need to hear this also, this quiet come to Jesus, I'm not a mistake. Well, so I decided that we're all in this together, and if I'm in the pride parade holding this sign and somebody says, oh, the King Avenue minister is gay, well, we're all in it together. And it doesn't matter, because God's love is for all. So I took my sign, and I was kind of confronted by one of Gabby's parents, <laughs> who said something along the lines of, I don't think that sign was meant for you, John. By this time, Susan had joined the conversation and said, oh, I think it is for John. <laughs> so, moving along, I started walking south on High Street with the King Avenue walkers, holding my sign up, and I'd get, you know, some response, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And at one point, there was somebody... Uh, people in, a, in, in apartments along the route were throwing out beads, necklace beads, and I had to get some. So I, I put down my sign and went to pick up all the beads that I could wear. And when I picked my sign up, I, I did carry it like this. And people started calling at me, like some of you called at me, hey, your sign's upside down. And I would look at it, and I would go over to the people and say, the sign's a mistake, not me. And they'd go, oh, yeah, that's right. And it was like the heavens opened and they saw the light. And I bet three people every block would say, hey, your sign's upside down. And I would go over to them and say, the sign's a mistake, not me. And they yeah, that's right. And I thought, I'm creating Jesus moments for them. They're having a good come-to-Jesus meeting where they're learning 
I'm not a mistake. Whether I'm gay or straight, black or white, rich or poor, male or female, I'm not a mistake. I'm a child of God. And that's a come to Jesus moment. We can create those. And there are lots of people that need to hear that um, and need to have that moment. May it be so.